0: Hola y bienvenidos a Deuces Wild Daily Hustle. Soy Enrique Byrones y presidente de mejor cerveza, Dadwater. Son los mejores bebidas. Noah Bate por No Filter Network. Will the Thrill Clark, Miguelito San Diego. But dead or alive, we properly salute our boys. Yes! 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 Woo! Remember this, folks: when we are juiceful, we are useful, and when we are juiceless, we are fucking useless. Yes, we all know that. So I pulled that one off yesterday with Hunter Pence, and Hunter was actually the guy. That brought that to the Giants. Yes, yes, yes. Well, of course, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. And so we've taken it one step further here at the Daily Hustle and have added a few more yeses. But it was cool to hear him tell the story about where he got the yes, 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 which was from a wrestler. And I guess apparently now, as they did back then, they take the belt the wwe belt to whoever is the world series champion parade i don't know but it was a fantastic story so anyhow what a combo last night with hunter one of my favorite interviews i've ever done i would love to see him get on here more such a wealth of knowledge so much information so much experience the authenticity of who he is the realness his ability to communicate what he's trying to say which is not always easy right I mean there's a lot of guys that've had a ton of success and they have the experience and they have the knowledge but they can't articulate it the way he can quite honestly one of the fucking most articulate Guys that I've met, he's very few that when he speaks, he captivates my attention. It is a a situation that I feel like every time he has something to say, he says something with a purpose. He is not going to just take something that I say and then pile on in agreement. He'll disagree if that's the case. Now, don't get me wrong. I figure he'll agree with most of the shit I say. But uh, it was just uh, an absolute pleasure. I think this platform for Hunter is is fucking perfect. There's no other way to put it. It is really, really good because I feel like you can't confine that guy. You have to, and that's nothing to do with the F-bombs or anything else. It just has to do more with his ability to expand upon certain issues and things he wants to talk about we didn't even get into the giants managerial search which i know that he was a part of the rangers and you know their world series run i would have liked to, you know gone longer on, on that we went like an hour and 15 minutes and we were just getting going that was it so hopefully we'll be able to get hunter back on here we're going to release a bunch of clips over the course of the next few days uh along social media and everything else but if you miss the episode go back in the no filter network vault watch it if you're listening on uh, apple right now go ahead and find it in the deuce's wild podcast section all right today as we are every single day we are presented by bet online it is your top spot for all your nba action this season NFL college football NHL all in full swing bet online is your number one source for wagering news odds trends and predictions get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport any time head to bet online today to get in on all the action don't forget to use promo code believe that's capital B L E A to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We are also presented by KT Tape. That's right. Go ahead and look in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. That is the QR code where you can get all the KT Tape goodies here's some tape right here this is the pro oxygen tape backed up with the blister prevention tape as well Uh, don't forget the skin prep and right here we got the chafe safe that's right keep your package tight clean nice and neat it is very simple the tape lifts the skin up which then allows the blood to more easily flow to that area reducing inflammation, reducing any pain you may be dealing with. I use it on a regular basis. It is something that keeps me hard-charging life the entire time. And then, as I dig in once again to my stash, let's not forget about Verge. This is a cannabis product that's got, like, honey and lemon in it. My dude, Jory, is Hooked us up with all kinds of stuff right here. It is fantastic. I take one of these, I don't know, one, two, three, four times a day. It helps with focus, it helps with energy, and puts me in the right state of mind. So, on that note, salute to all. It's a real shot of fucking life, I'm telling you. All right. So, today's daily hustle, electronic email. Communication. Let's go to that. It's always interesting to see how it ends up when it is sent out. Uh, and here we are. Buenos días. Today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. By the way, if you have not signed up for the daily email, the daily hustle email that is, go to ericburns.com, e-r-i-c b-y-r-n-e-s dot com. Put your email address in there and you will receive. The Daily Hustle email Monday through Friday, typically. Uh, The Daily Hustle quote of the day. Control what you can control. Consistency is king. Practice, practice, practice. But don't overpractice in one day. Such good advice. Fucking water your garden every day. Do not miss. Consistency is king. If you can practice and master boring you will master this game four-time all-star 2x world series champ hunter pence last night on no filter network daily hustle translation our attitude and our effort is a direct reflection of who we are as athletes and people by tending to our garden we create a consistent routine dedicated to continual growth there is no substitute for hard work and we must become comfortable doing the mundane practice isn't always exciting But it is necessary. Our ability to work on and perfect boring details is what will inevitably give us the tools to master the game. Throughout the course of my career, beginning in high school and continuing all the way through 11 seasons in the major leagues, I established a a consistently evolving routine that was oftentimes boring. Yet, each day I would continue... To chop wood and carry water, knowing that the routine was a vital and necessary component in my overall growth as a baseball player and as a person. Taking it a step further, no matter what we do in life, there is no shortcut to sustained growth leading to lasting success. Each day, we have no choice but to attend to the seeds we have planted. And as our dude Hunter suggested, Don't ever forget to water your fucking plant. Simple as that. Such a good interview. Again, go back and watch that. I provided the links in the Daily Hustle email this morning. All right. A few of the articles that I wanted to get to. Let's start at the top of the list. Look, we're a life optimization podcast slash baseball podcast slash, well, who knows what we're going to talk about each day, but when we got a huge hire like this, we talk about it. My man, my dude, no yank, no pull, Ron Washington hired by the Los Angeles Angels as their next manager. What a fucking gem. One of the most beautiful people that i've met in my entire life on or off the field he has been with the braves for a number of years now he's said to been a huge factor in their world series run and their big turnaround within that organization and this comes on the heels of him taking the texas rangers to the world series himself all the way back in 2011 when they had that epic showdown with the st louis cardinals unfortunately They were about an inch away from Nelson Cruz catching that ball and winning a World Series. But Ron Washington has not had a chance since then to come back and manage, and that was his first stint. And they will tell you that your second, third time around, if you look at all great managers, all great coaches in just about any league, that is when they dial it in. Look for Ron Washington to have success and a fuck ton of it in Anaheim. It's a matter of figuring out, though. You're only as good as your players. And if they can get him, the players, to work with, I, I again, like, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to watch him manage. Again, he used to go out and he would do his early work. So he'd be out there with Chavi and Ellis or whoever. And they go over there. You guys all see in the routines or most of you have the the backhands, the forehand picks, and he's sitting in the fungos from a very short distance. And then they would evolve into, you know, taking ground balls. And then afterwards, he'd come down to the dugout and he'd sit on the bench. And the two of us, almost every single day, would spend a good 30 minutes just bullshit talking life talking ball talking whatever would come up he would rip through I don't know three smags maybe four in our time together and I'd fire in a big Copenhagen I will forever cherish those times and at the time I was Young, go hard, trying to find my way, and we would have these conversations where I would fuck with him a little bit. I'd be like, "Yo, Wash, you gonna get me in there today?" And he goes, "Come on, Verzey, you know me, man. I ain't got no yank. I ain't got no pool. Come on, motherfucker. You gonna have to play your way in this bitch." I'm like, "You're damn right, Wash. I have been. Get me in there." And we just have fun. We go back and forth, but. What a stand-up dude. It was a guy that always felt believed in me, always had my back. And he's right. He didn't write the lineup. But ultimately, that was it. I, I had to figure out a way to play my way in there. And uh, you know the story goes where I basically held him captive with a 22-game hitting streak. But just one of those people that he has this crazy ability – to make you laugh at any point but the knowledge and information that he has is so next level and his ability to communicate it is everything and he speaks to you know people from all walks of life like this is a guy that grew up in the nine and really proud of it in New Orleans and I was you know with him when New Orleans went underwater and his, his his home was flooded and all his family and friends. it was a really gnarly scene. and so you know here's this guy that he had this you know int- very interesting, very different upbringing, but you know I would I mean, when we were together, I would consider him even though he was a coach, like one of my best friends in the game of baseball. so I, I there's no doubt in my mind. He will do well. He will surround himself with the right people in Anaheim. And uh, it'll be fun to watch that go forward. So let's see here. It says, howdy, I'm your host, Houston Mitchell. Let's get right to the news. Interesting. This is a LA Times article. And we have Houston Mitchell as a host for our article. I've never heard of a host for an article. The Angels hired Ron Washington as a new manager. Of the team announced Wednesday. The news comes after Washington came to Arizona to interview for the position on Tuesday night. According to multiple reports, Washington becomes the 23rd manager in Angels history and their fourth since the Mike Socha era. It's a move back into a baseball position that Washington has wanted to make for several years. Washington managed the Texas Rangers from... This is totally wrong. It says 2017 to 2014. The Rangers won two American League pennants in that time, making three postseason trips. I mean, I don't know if it was 07 to 2014. I don't know, something like that. During the 2022 All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium, Washington told the Times that he wanted to manage again, no matter the circumstances of any prospective team that might call on him. Wherever the opportunity is, I can go and build (laughs) washington said at the time washington 71 holy shit wash 70 fucking one he's worked as a third base coach for the atlanta braves since 2017 the braves have been in the playoffs every season since 2018 we're winning the world series in 2021 he's great tremendous outstanding you're not going to find better alex anthropolis the braves president of baseball operations and general manager said of washington a guy who's One high-energy level respect is off the charts. Someone the players will go through a wall for, I can guarantee you. As word is spreading today, Angels players are incredibly excited and Braves players are incredibly sad. Washington and Dave Roberts of the Dodgers are the only black managers in the majors. So anyhow, just a, a fantastic hire by the Angels. And here's something else that came out 2024 power rankings. I mean, isn't it a little early for that? We have no idea where Shohei Watani is even going to play next year. And we're already laying out 2024 power rankings? What the fuck, man? Okay. On that note, I'll play the game. They have the Braves. Listed at number one right here. Why? Our voters are not phased by a frustrating and still a little bit shocking postseason exit. Apparently not. They've got a guy who's probably about to win his first MVP award, and all the truly important players are fully signed and on board. Okay, I get that. Number two, the Rangers. You got to flip flop these, though. To be the champs, you got to beat the champs. Rangers, number one. There's no other way to put it. It says it's amazing what one postseason run will do. The Rangers were a happy success story for most of 2023, but they lost their AL West title on the season's final day and were thought by many to be in danger against the Rays. Yeah, yeah, we know how that ended up. They're champs. And again, if you want to be the champ, you better fucking beat them. Number three, the O's. Yeah, I don't know. This might be a little high. They're coming, though. That's for sure. Postseason outcome was a disappointment, to say the least. Uh, everything went right for the O's, went wrong in the postseason. Jackson Holiday, the number one prospect in all of baseball. I can't wait to see him. You add him to that lineup, and it just gets gnarly than it already is with Gunder Henderson and Jackson Holliday. Back-to-back, that will be absolutely filthy. They still need some pitching. Number four, the Phillies. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Aaron Nola. Uh, See where he signs. And then number five is the Rays. Are we giving the Rays too much credit? Seriously? You're going to put the Rays above the Astros? You're going to put the Rays above the Dodgers? No fucking chance. I get it if you want to put the Rays above the Yankees. You want to put them above eh, the Mariners. I'm good with that. Putting them above the Astros and the Dodgers? No chance. All right, so the rest of the field, Astros, Dodgers, they're 6'7". Blue Jays, Mariners, Twins, D-backs. So the D-backs who are in the World Series, they have them at fucking 11. Yankees, Cubs, Padres, Reds, Red Sox, Mets. Brewers. Marlins, Giants. So the Giants are at number 20. Guardians, Cardinals. Tigers, nationals, Angels at 25. So Ron Washington will be taking over the twenty fifth best team in baseball according to mlb.com right now. At least perspective. 26 is the Pirates, White Sox, Royals, Rockies, and hey, the A's going ahead and rounding out the bottom of the barrel. All right, the next big story that I wanted to get to here, and by the way, everyone joining live on No Filter Network, thanks for joining. Olá, EPM bienvenidos. John Davis, Collierville, Tennessee. John Emmanuel Ramos, Henderson. Makati City, AMO out there in Chattanooga. Big Braves fans. Dude, AMO, no way they should be number one. You can't give them the title. They didn't win it. Anyhow, if you guys ever want to join the live, go to NoteFilter.net. We go Monday through Friday at about 8-ish. Usually sometime between 8 and 9, we start the stream. Okay, Jason Kelsey had a perfect response for being named finalist for People's Sexiest Man Alive. Eagles center Jason Kelsey now finds his name next to a list that includes Patrick Dempsey, Chris Evans, Paul Rudd, Michael B. Jordan, Idris Elba, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and David Beckham, among others. This impressive list of names features People Magazine's annual Sexiest Man Alive 2023 winner Dempsey. Along with others who have taken the title in the past years and an exclusive sneak peek of this year's issue, Kelsey was featured as one of six men who the magazine revealed would be featured as a finalist this year. It's an impressive honor and one that Kelsey responded to in one of the only ways you'd expect him to. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, he says. (laughs) Ain't that the fucking truth. Oh, it's so good, man. Uh, It says the six-time NFL Pro Bowler also spoke about the topic recently with Sports Radio 94 WIP revealed joking – That his head did not need to get any bigger walking around the house. That's for sure. I'm not even the sexiest man in my family, let alone the sexiest man alive, Kelsey said. He joins Pedro Pascal, Timothy Chalmette, Usher, Jamie Foxx, and Lenny Kravitz, along with Dempsey in the 2023 issue. I wonder where this play is coming from. I mean, obviously, it's the Taylor Swift connection. And... I love it. I do think it would have been funny if you put both brothers there. Because there is something really endearing about Jason Kelly Kelsey as opposed to Travis. Like Travis, he's got the he's got the looks, right? He's got the body. He's tall, he's lean, he's got the most famous chick in the world as his girlfriend he's got everything i liked him better when he had that fucking mustache but whatever but then there's jason he's the offensive lineman he's the guy that just doesn't get the love and i feel like this is a way for america to celebrate the everyday common man that so often gets overlooked this is a way america can take jason kelsey put him on a pedestal and be like yeah hey you know travis and taylor whatever this is the fucking dude he's the ultimate guys guy i just think it's awesome as 13 year old girls all around the country are buying travis kelsey Chiefs jerseys. And I'm not kidding. My own daughter did it. She came home with the Travis Kelsey jersey the other day. Fuck Travis. Let's celebrate Jason. People Magazine, you drilled this. You could not have picked anybody better for being the sexiest man alive. Now, do you have the balls to go ahead and give him the title? I doubt it. But the fact that you have him as a finalist, I just think it's awesome. And this is almost also for every sibling that has the older hot sister, quarterback, brother, who's the most popular kid in school. It's like, no, what about the other guy? Well, Jason Kelsey's sort of the other guy. But what I love about it, and I think this was very clear when. The Kelsey brothers showed up in Philly to go to a game. They're pounding beers. He's just a dude. And sometimes it takes realizing that you don't have to try to be somebody else. just got to be yourself to be attractive. Like, that is everything. And when it comes to... Like, what's attractive and what's not. It's the total package. It always has been. I can't tell you how many dimes that I've run into. Supermodels. Just like, holy shit, man. Real easy on the eyes. And then had, I don't know, a brief conversation or whatever. You're like, just (laughs) terrible. I wish every person in the world you know would realize that that it doesn't matter how hot you are when you couple it with a dog shit personality it just completely takes whatever attractive qualities you have in a physical sense of way so just a huge lesson I think for all of us but I can't tell you how excited I am for Jason Kelsey how it's i know it's kind of a joke or whatever else or he's looking at it as like that and he's going to continue to make the jokes i just think it's fucking awesome so good for Jason Kelsey Kelsey if we can vote on that let's figure out a way to go ahead and vote on that the other thing we had going on this morning uh is prime heading to the NFL this is A question that I think everybody wants to know. How long will he stay at Colorado? Is this something he's willing to stick out for a number of years? He's going to say all the right things until he leaves. And then his actions are going to speak a lot louder than words. I do feel that if he's in Colorado and he's committed, which he is, He's going to continue to, boom, yes, uh, I'm I'm all in. And I do think at the college level, there's no need for him to go anywhere. People will come to him. He can go wherever the fuck he wants, and he's going to bring in one player after another. There's not another coach in college football that I'd rather play for. There's just not. It's as simple as that. So he addressed the situation the other day when it comes to the NFL, though, who I mean, I feel like this could be a little bit of a different story. I do think, though, that Dion's impact at the college level is going to be far greater than it ever would at the NFL level. Number one, in the NFL, the players usually don't give a shit. They're on their own program. They're going to do their own thing. They look at Dion. They're like, yeah, Hall of Famer, but, yeah, whatever. They, these guys are professionals. In college, they're more easily influenced. So the other element of that is that, yeah, when you have free agent signs, and let's just say Dion was a coach of the Cowboys, would it be more enticing to get him to come to the Cowboys? Cal- yeah, you could attract some guys that way, that's for sure. But in college, I mean, we're talking about a whole new crop, right? Your team is consistently turning over year in and year out. So the article says Dion's first year at Colorado – has been up and down, but the Hall of Fame... It's not up and down. That's bullshit. There's no way you can fucking say that. This team won one game last year. As soon as they started 3-0, and it's like they could lose every other game for the rest of the year and it didn't matter. Dion's first year at Colorado has been up and down, but the Hall of Fame player turned coach already has helped the Buffaloes win four to four wins this year, matching their best season since 2020 with three games left to play. Although... This is just Sanders' first season. Fans have wondered what it would take for the head coach to jump the NFL. Well, appearing on a Dan Patrick show, Sanders said that he doesn't see himself becoming an NFL head coach. I don't think I'm built for the NFL. That's all he has to say. That's it. I mean, that's big. You're not going to come out and say, I don't think I'm built for the NFL. Like, That's a huge statement. I appreciate the game so much and I respect the game so much and what the game has consistently done for me. Sanders further explained that he won't be able to coach players who are only playing in the NFL for the money and don't appreciate the game of football as much as he does. Quote, when I see a guy getting paid millions of dollars and he has no respect for the game, does not want to excel and exceed expectations of the game. I'm going to have a true problem, he added. I'm too brutally honest and I want to win that much. I need everybody to respect the game. And oftentimes, money clouds that judgment. He's right. It does. It's sad to an extent. But when you start doing this for millions of dollars and you're out there, fighting for your family, as opposed to your teammates, that's a little bit of a different story. And I'm not saying that one is right and one is wrong. They're just different. Dion's only goal is to win football games. In the NFL, their only goal is not winning football games. It's getting paid. It's figuring out how to set themselves up and their families up for the rest of their lives. There is a far greater priority there. I don't blame the players for it, but that's the reality of the situation. So when you have a coach like Deion Sanders, who is going to give it everything he has for the fucking win, he wants his players on the same page. And if they're not, it just completely clouds the whole thing. Now... What's so special about a team that is able to come together in that college type of atmosphere at the professional level is that those teams win championships. Those are the teams that Hunter Pence was talking about last night on Deuces Wild. When he had Javi Lopez and Jeremy Yaffel and Buster Posey, Ryan Vogelsong, Tim Hudson, all these guys. Those are the ones that come together and figure out a way toto junto at the big league level, at the NFL level. I can tell you it's so fucking rare, though. We had it in 2002. 100% we had it. 120 consecutive games, but ended up going down in a short series. It happens. Whatever. When... You have 25 guys pulling in the same direction. 53, I guess, in the NFL, it's special. But you cannot assume that you're going to create that you in and you're out, especially when you don't have control over the players, over the contracts, and you're dealing with grown ass men as opposed to influential young college students. So I totally agree with Dion there. Dan Patrick did ask whether Sanders would coach his sons Shadur and Shiloh if they are on the same team and the pros. And Sanders definitely dodged the question. I'm not thinking down the street that far. And I agree. And at some point, if you're Dion, I got to believe you don't want to coach your kid forever. You just don't. like. You want to be a support system for him. But even the fact that he's doing it in college is typically going far beyond where anybody else would. The way I look at it, because obviously I coach Biscuit and give him as many tools to develop as a young man and young ball player as possible. Uh, When I don't think there's a better option, that's how I got into coaching. Now, it wasn't just my kid, because even when he played and i was not coaching i was still coaching so he would go get whatever coaching he got at the little league field and then i'd stay away and then afterwards we'd go do our one-on-one sessions or we'd talk ball or we'd watch a game and i explain this and i'd explain that and that's when i felt like i was able to have the real impact well as he got older and the kids he started playing with, well, all of a sudden, hey, they could play. I didn't want to – I wasn't interested in that. I wasn't interested in coaching at that young level where you got to teach them how to catch a fucking ball. I just – I it was tough enough just even with my own kids that i going through it. But once he was really playing, I'm like, okay, well, now we're at the point where I can all, not only take the information – that I have and pass it to biscuit, but why be selfish and withhold that information from the other kids? If I have the ability to impact the other kids, like, I'm all in. So in Dion's case, I just feel like at some point you get to a level, I think, it, you know, you could probably say it's, it's college, where you know you're going to be surrounded by other coaches that, at the very least, have. The knowledge, the experience to be able to properly coach his boys. I do think that it's a way to connect with them. I also think, and I've dealt with it a couple times already, that it can be a bit straining on a relationship. So here I am as a dad, and basically have the hat of Dad, father, uh, the other one of coach, and then the third one of like best friend. So you try to balance the three. And oftentimes it's like, well, when he just thinks I'm dad, and then we're on the field, and he's talking to me like I'm his dad, which I'm okay with to an extent, but the questioning stuff is what I don't like when I'm on the field and I tell him something or say something. And he gives me the, you know, this, or, but this, or, but that it's like, no, dude, none of the other players do that or say that. And just cause I'm your dad you're like, no, don't, don't feel too comfortable. So I've done a real good job recently. And I didn't always do a good job at this of separating coach from dad. I now really focused on treating him like everybody else. Now, how was I treating him before? I was harder on him, as most dads are, than the other players. Well, I needed to harden up on the other players a little bit and soften up on him and just get everybody on the even playing field. So I asked this question, no matter who it is that, uh, say, does something great or does something bad or whatever, you know, whatever, I just want to speak to them as our players. That's the role. When I'm coach, I'm coach. That's it. So I have really focused on that. And I just, I don't know. I guess I, I 100% could do the high school thing. St. Francis job came up. Crossed my mind for sure to coach him in college. Yeah, I, I probably could. I know I could. I mean, I don't think there's any question. I think I could still be adding value there. The one spot that I promise you I would have zero interest in coaching my own kid is at the professional level. It's a whole different ballgame. It's a business. And you have to do everything in your power. The only thing that matters there is winning. That's it and i could imagine because cal ripken senior managed his boys he had cal ripken jr and billy on the same team i mean what a crazy situation that must have been and you had billy who's this you know utility bench guy and then you have cal who's a superstar so i couldn't necessarily imagine that one right there it's okay it says in the interview, Sanders did mention that he expects Shadour to stay at Colorado another season instead of entering the 2024 NFL Draft, which is why he hasn't thought about coaching him in the NFL. Okay, that uh, pretty much will do it. I think, what did I say, 36-06. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to hit the 47-minute mark that Giuseppe Pepe Manuele always uh, request. So let's hit one more right here, though, because this is something that I'm obviously crazy passionate about. It's consumed a lot of my life. As a matter of fact, when I get done here, I'm heading to the rec center to go take on... Uh, Everybody and anybody in the Truckee area who wants to play pickleball. I went to the rec center the other day for the first time. I was the youngest by 20 years. I'm not fucking with you. I mean, at least 10. It was crazy. That's why I love this sport so much. So there's an article in Women's Day. That's right. Uh, All about pickleball. And it says, everyone's new happy place. A pickleball court. The sport taking over the nation is a pretty big deal. (laughs) That's good. Pickleball, often described as a mix of badminton, ping pong, and tennis, was invented and named after local pickleboat races by three friends back in 1965. But in recent years, it's become America's fastest growing sport. A pickleball court has a special non-volley zone on each side of the net called the kitchen. If you haven't tried it, let us help you and get your head and heart into the game. There's no intimidation factor. Quote, it's physically easy to do. You learn it fast and you can always get better. Age is just a number. Quote, I'm 70. There's a little profile here on Aaron McHugh. I'm 70 and I've played with 11-year-olds and 92-year-olds. The sport offers a level playing field in so many ways. That's true. That's the best part about it. I literally will play with Biscuit, who's twelve, and I will go play with people today that got to be in their eighties. There was a guy that kicked my ass eleven to two, and I, I, out of like the past twenty five matches, it was the only match I lost in doubles. And his name's Don. I don't know how old Don is, big dude, but I, I mean, it was domination between the Lifetime Fitness and uh, Houston, Half Boom Bay, like wherever, been killing it. And Don, man, hey, he took it to me. And sometimes sometimes it happens. But uh, Don's, uh, he's no spring chicken, man. I mean, he's got to be up there. But he he moves well, and he's got quick hands. He's long. He's probably like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Anyhow, uh, it's, it's accessible. you can find a pickleball game at a public quarter set up your own court with a net in an open area. Plus, you can play for just 30 minutes with no need to set aside a whole day of golf. That's the truth. By the numbers. Here's it's crazy numbers here. 85.7%. The sports year-over-year growth as of 2022 per sports and fitness industry. 44,094. Total number of known courts in North America. 237. Number of pickleball tournaments sanctioned by USA Pickleball. And, yes, I did sign up for the USA Pickleball uh, Association. I got an account now. Just I in my first tourney. Control your grip. It says a looser grip results in softer hits and a tighter grip allows for more pacing, speed, and power. Stay ready. Keep your paddle up between shots. You never know what's coming. But I prefer to stay ready for a fast, powerful shot rather than a slow one. Spend time on drills. I suggest drilling more than you practice. You need the repetition to develop a certain skill, which is required to build consistency. Uh they have a whole set of my I got a net downstairs, by the way. I just put in. So I'll go down there with a backboard and net. I fucking love it. Uh, If you want to be great, you got to be obsessed. Apparently, I'm obsessed. So I've taken a lot of the passion that I had for the endurance sports stuff. And don't get me wrong. I'm still getting my 20 in a day. But that, oh, it's so fucking fun. It really is. All right, everyone, have a fantastic day. We got the Daily Hustle back on tomorrow. And if you haven't seen the Hunter Pence interview, go to Apple. Go to Spotify. If you just want to listen to it and obviously you can listen to it and watch here on nofilter.net All right everyone have a great day say ya